1: Good Saturday morning, football fans. We have an absolutely loaded show for you this week. Lots of news with the CFL meetings going on in Kananaskis. We'll hear from Elks Assistant General Manager G-Roy Simon, who was there. We'll also check in with Aaron Grimes and start a feature that will go for the next month or so as we dissect the NFL playoffs. CFL free agency doesn't hit until next month. But the Elks made a pretty big splash this week. They signed two CFL All-Stars on the defensive side of the ball. Defensive lineman Jake Ceresna gets a two-year contract extension. This is a big signing. He was an All-Star last year, collected 10 sacks in just 12 games, and he's happy to be back in green and gold.
2: Yeah, absolutely. i excited. I'm glad that it worked out between Green and Edmonton. Um, you know, this is a place that I love to play at, and uh, I want to continue to play at. So, so I'm excited to be back for two years and I'm just want to be part of, you know, turning uh, the organization around and getting back on the winning track. And I think we're close. We, we just got to go out and prove it, right? We can talk about it all day, but at the end of the day, it's about action and, and actually executing and, and showing everybody that we can do it. So um, there's a lot of work that still has to be done and, and you know, I'm, I'm prepared for it and, I, and I'm
1: ready to go. 2023 will be Ceresna's fourth season in Edmonton. 2023 will be defensive back Luchas Purifoy's first season in Edmonton. He's another All-Star signed this week. After spending last year in BC, the Lions released him, and Purifoy told Dave Campbell that Edmonton was the first place he wanted to explore.
3: Once I was released, I'm like, no other place I wanted to go, no other person I want to go play for is Chris Jones, anyway. So for me, it's just like having a reunion with somebody that actually, you know, you know, he's a guru, so. He going to put you in a position to make plays, and he's a, he's a hell of a player's coach. So, who wouldn't want to play for him? In Saskatchewan,
0: when you first played for him, what really stuck out uh, about playing for Chris Jones?
3: Defensive coach. I hate losing, just like him. So, we're on the same page when it comes to that. Yeah. And he's a great player's coach. Like He'll do whatever for his players, even though people don't understand like his philosophy or sometimes why he cut and release people. It's cause he need certain pieces for his puzzle, and he need players with the right attitudes on his team. And if he don't got, gotta go. Yeah, and your versatility, I think,
0: probably is something that he likes because he sure likes uh, players that are multiple. Um, you have played safety of course last year you were an all-star with the lions both western and cfl first time in your career uh you've played sam linebacker you've played the strong side halfback position that versatility how key
3: is that in in this equation as well it's actually dope i'm just i'm just ready to see what he got in store like i mean knowing his defense already so it's just knowing how where he's going to put me like, I don't know where he's going to put me yet, which I don't have a problem playing anywhere. As you can tell, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just excited to get on the drawing board and see what he got in store for us.
0: Luches Pierfoy joining us new Elks defensive back. You unfortunately got caught up in what too many veterans, I think get caught up in uh, with the team and that is your release. You were reportedly do a bonus next month. The lions reportedly, you know, just wanted to get younger and get cheaper and all this stuff uh, for you. Do you, how do, how do you take that, I guess? I mean, does that put more fire in the belly or do you understand the business side of it? Or is the business side ever going to be something that you
3: understand in, in football? Uh, my business booming. So if you don't want my business, somebody else going to want it. Like, I'd rather go somewhere where I'm valued, not tolerated anyway. So for me, like, if you didn't want me, you could have just signed me to a one-year deal. We could have went out separate ways after the season. Instead, you, or you could have just released me after the season instead of holding me hostage for however long but it's the business so i understand like they were still figuring it out and for me hey it's the business i'm used to it you move on but they got to see me three times this year so <laughs> they'll be all right because if you're going to tell you're going younger and you still got older dbs on your roster what that tell you i'm a grown man i've been doing this i've been in canada for going on seven years eight years if you count COVID. Tell me, the, tell me the truth. Look me in my eyes like a man tell me the truth. Head
1: to 630 chet.com and the Elks page there to hear the complete interview with Purifoy as Dave talks to him about his take on the team he's joining and how he got into wearing that Pennywise clown mask coming out for games. Purifoy played with Chris Jones in 2018 in Saskatchewan and the Elks GM and coach is pretty happy to add him to the roster. Well, I mean, he's a violent defender. He's a guy, he's a physical tackler and he gets up in the morning and likes to put pads and on people and you know we need that in our room we need that toughness in our defensive room and you know he's a guy that you have to pull back you don't ever have to push uh Luches. i mean he's a he's a guy that you uh that you have to pull back at times but i'd rather have that as having to push a guy so he uh he's versatile he can play a number of different positions he knows our scheme he knows our staff and so uh you know i look forward to having him with us Jones, along with all football ops and business people, spent most of last week in Kananaskis at the winter meetings. For Elks Assistant General Manager G. Roy Simon, a brand new experience.
2: For me, this is my first time coming to league meetings, so um, it gives me an opportunity to see, you know, the kind of direction the league is trying is trying to go, um, moving forward as far as, um, you know, w- what we're trying to do with with the rosters, and you know, the the w- we'll finally get some 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 definite wording on the on the new CBA, um, you know, and-, and and you know, trying to trying to want to not only retain players as far as, you know. Uh, Going against other leagues, but you know, uh, trying to get you know some, some more guys up here.
4: I,
1: I guess it's important too. I, I business side of the operations are there as well for the league, so it's important, I imagine, for the two sides to mingle and get to know the game plan that both sides and, and help each other <laughs>
2: out moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that's that's a vital, you know, you gotta have you gotta work hand in hand with the business with the business side of things. So um we we wanna know what what their thoughts are and and you know, obviously we we're always gonna give our thoughts on on what we think is important. So um yeah, I think it's it's important to have both sides of 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 the of organizations in the league uh, here together um and, and trying to find some common ground and move forward you mentioned it's your first time at these meetings i imagine it's a pretty cool
1: environment for a football guy because i'm i'm guessing you walk through the lobby or you walk down a hallway every time you turn
2: a corner there's another football guy to talk to about it must be pretty cool to to have that kind of environment around you for sure, we saw we, you know we saw Ryan Dinwiddie when we first got here. Um, saw Craig Reynolds just a minute ago when I was grabbing a coffee. Saw Mike O'Shea last night when I was you know having having dinner. Um, so it's it's great to be able to see uh, football people walking around the same building, have a chance to to stop and chat, and, and 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 not only about you know football and holidays and things like that, just just to you know have a conversation with with football people and see them. Um, like I said, I'm you know living being in Arizona and and. and And being on the road, I don't get to see as many of of these guys as I'd like. So um, having a chance to sit down and talk for five minutes is something that's really special, uh, especially for our league. It's been about a year since you took the job as assistant general manager with the
1: Elks. Uh, tell me about that year. How did it go? Did it, uh, aside from the record on the field, did uh, did the season work out the way you wanted? I, I know you you got a new team, you got new colors to wear, you got a new boss, uh, some of the same responsibilities. I know you had in BC, but obviously mm-hmm. some responsibilities added as well. Uh, tell me about your season.
2: Well, I mean, you know, with, with the season we had, I felt like I got about five years of general manager experience in one year. Um, I, I think, but I knew, I knew what I was getting into when I came into it. Um, there were some challenges that I, that I didn't foresee and some things that were a lot easier than, than I foresee. Um, I've, I've obviously realized that, you know, I, I'm i I'm a pretty good recruiter as far as, you know, when, when I get a chance to, to talk to players and, and, and close them and bring them into the organization. Um, but you know, the day-to-day operations is something that, that. That was it. It was challenging, just because you know it was things that I that I hadn't done. Um, you know, handing the roster every week for game days, um, dealing with the league on 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 different issues, dealing with players in their in their contracts, and their and 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 uh, making sure they're they're ready to play um, mentally off the field, uh, as opposed to helping them you know on the field. So it was a great year. Um, I, I had I had a blast. Um, I didn't get to see as, as much as. Uh, as much of uh, of Edmonton as I'd like, but um, you know, I, I had a, I had a great year, I think, and, and you know, I think it's going to build a lot more momentum going into year two. Uh,
1: the wins didn't come like you wanted at the end of the season, but I thought that individually and team wise, there was a lot of improvement that you, that you could see. How close do you feel you are right now as
2: you head into the new season? Oh, I think I think we're on the we're, we're on the cusp of, of if if everything obviously things got to go right and, and you know people have to stay healthy, but if 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 we. Um, if things happen the way we're planning on happen, we're, we're going to be contending for, for a championship. Um, you know, with our offensive line is intact. Our defensive line is intact. Um, we got to get, get a little better in the secondary. We got to get, you know, um, some, some of the pieces that, that we, you know, that, that we're, um, out, out there hunting. Um, you know, we, we have a great running back in, in Kevin Brown. We have a very skilled player in Dylan Mitchell, um, and some of the other pieces that we're going to put together, uh put 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 what these guys are are, are going to be uh we feel gonna gonna be big upgrades and, and and help us move forward
1: has your focus narrowed along with chris this offseason i mean last year you guys came into the job you didn't know what you had you had a yeah. you had names you you knew them from scouting them but you didn't yeah. know what kind of team you had uh you got to watch them for a year and get to know players now obviously i guess the focus has narrowed a bit this offseason because you know what you have you know what you need moving forward
2: yeah no doubt last year we were scrambling because you know it, everything we were moving on the we were, we we're going so fast we got the job and and we had to um make some changes to the roster and then we had to bring in guys but you know these these type of things building rosters don't don't take they don't happen overnight um now we're tight we're, we're we're bringing in players that fit our identity and 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 the type of players that that we want like i said moving forward uh, not only for 2023 but moving forward for the long haul um the the we you know you got to have an identity as as a as a player as a coach as a as an administrator um we want the the type of guys that fit um the the characteristics that that we're looking for and i think we started um we we started to to build on that momentum late in the year and and it's it's taken us you know into the start of the off season and uh and into the rest of the the, the way now
1: Lots more with G-Roy if you go to the web to hear the complete interview with Simon, including his take on expectations for the team and Taylor Cornelius in 2023. Head to the Elks page at 630Ched.com. When we come back, some NFL talk with Aaron Grimes. This is the Elks This Week on 630Ched.
0: Now, more football talk on the Elks This Week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630Ched
1: we're going to move away from the CFL right now on the elk's this week but we're going to do that with an elk's flavor as we talk NFL playoffs with uh, defensive back Aaron Grimes who joins us. Now hey Aaron how you doing? I'm great man how you doing? I'm very good, thank you. So what we're going to do over the next month or so is uh, we're going to talk every week about the games coming up. Uh, we're going to both make our predictions. We're going to keep score, and we're going to get your in-depth analysis on on what we expect to see and further on what we what we did see in the game. So I look forward to that, and I thank you for uh, for hanging out with me for the next month or so to talk some uh, some NFL football. So you ready for this?
4: Hey, nothing I like more than talking football, So, so let's get it
1: all right let's get after it let's uh, let's start with the games that go today uh the first two games uh one in the nfc one in the afc first one today is seattle at san francisco uh 49ers big favorites i i think in my mind the big question mark here is the quarterback for san francisco right i mean he keeps winning no one expects him to but he just keeps winning football games
4: and that's almost a good thing for him right nobody expects too much from him so everything they get is a bonus right mm-hmm. so he's with house money right now
1: San Francisco's defense is going to win this for them is it not
4: well you know I I also like uh, my brain tells me that that's what's going to happen but as you know I'm a Seattle kid and I I would be lying if I said I wasn't rooting hard for the upset
1: (laughs) all right all right but you're picking San Fran I'm picking San Fran to pull this one out. All right, uh, me too. Uh, San Francisco is almost a ten-point favorite, so yeah, most people have them winning that one. Second game today is uh, going to be uh, this evening. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at home against the L.A. Chargers. Chargers come into a two and a half point favorites. Uh, uh, they had a better record at ten and seven, uh, but the Jags get home field because they're in a weak division, which they won. Uh, to me, I'm going to be I'm interested in seeing Trevor Lawrence play his first playoff game.
4: Me too. You know, and also I'm interested to see. You know, they say in the CFL, maybe in the NFL as well, uh, the team that goes into the postseason the hottest has the best chance. And to my understanding, the Jags have been hot lately. Like they're they're in a spot where they're not even supposed to be.
1: And uh, Lawrence has been one of the better quarterbacks in the second half of the season, so uh, he's put up some good numbers. So who are you picking in on that one?
4: I'm still going to have to say the Chargers are going to take that one.
1: All right. I'm 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 going to go with Jacksonville. Jacksonville, okay. just uh, just to be different. And uh, just because I think uh, home field might mean something to them. So that's the game's going today. Tomorrow, uh, uh, the game that, uh, uh, you know, news came out midweek this week that uh, Tua Tungabaiola is not going to play for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they go to Buffalo to play the Bills. And they didn't have much of a chance to win that game anyway, but uh, no Tua, no chance to win it, right?
4: You know, that's uh, I was just going to say that um, I don't even think they win that game in Buffalo if two was healthy. So I think that just puts them further in a hole um, and it makes it tougher on their offense to try to keep up with that Bills offense because, man, that Bills team looks special.
1: They're a good team, 13 and three, and they got the football gods on their side, I think, over the last couple of weeks, right?
4: And they have to have arguably the best quarterback. Not, I mean, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then you match that with something to play for. I mean, they've got a lot to. They got some heavy hearts over there right now. So,
1: absolutely. I mean, okay, so well, I think we're both picking Buffalo in on this one.
4: Yeah, I'd be a fool if I didn't pick Buffalo.
1: Uh, me as well. Okay, so we both take the Bills in that one. Uh, New York Giants at Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings are three-point favorites. The Vikings are. I don't know, how do I put this? They're a disrespected football team, really. Uh, I mean, they they, they had a 13-4 and four record, but they're never talked about, it seems, as one of the teams that has a chance to win it all. Uh, their defense is kind of suspect. They give up some points. They score a lot of points. I don't trust Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to win this one, but I mean, I don't know how far they're going to get down the road.
4: I don't think they make it very far. I think this first round is... Um is favorable for them obviously Uh, but it's like you said it's it's one of those which Kirk Cousins is going to show up you know if 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 the good Kirk shows up then I mean I think they take this one easy but you never know which one is going to show up maybe maybe he has like a playoff Kirk in his system you know like hoodie mellow maybe he's playoff Kirk we'll see and
1: as we saw a couple of weeks ago they can implode pretty quickly Uh, they're a team that can it can go wrong for them
4: very fast. Exactly, exactly. But this one here against the Giants at home, um, like the Giants, I would say are opposite of Jacksonville in my opinion. Like the Giants came out kind of hot to start the season, and and that helped them get into the playoffs here late. Um, I just don't see them winning the playoff game. I don't. I see Vikings taking this one.
1: Yeah, you don't win 13 games by accident then. I think they'll get by the first round for sure. So we're both taking Minnesota there. Uh final game of the day, tomorrow, uh Baltimore at Cincinnati. Uh I'm going to take the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is uh, is just too good. Uh that team is just too good. And and Baltimore's kind of they kind of limping into the playoffs and they the Lamar Jackson status, even if he does play, how's he, how healthy is he going to be? So, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Cincinnati in that one.
4: I'd be interested to see if if Lamar is playing in that one, because I think it makes it more interesting, you know, uh, a guy like that can keep his offense on the field and keep Joe Burrow off the field with with uh, you know time of possession, with the play clock and, and whatnot. So, um, man, maybe I'm choosing this one with my heart, but I I, may, I just want to see the Ravens win that one. Does he does Does that count? Is it, is Lamar playing are we getting it? Is he on the field you know what i mean
1: and and how effective can he be too right it's a bad knee and you know if, if he run running is such an important part of his game and if he's if that's taken away from him it may really limit how how effective he's going to be
4: i, I agree I, I do agree um I, I mean passing too you know planting and, and pushing and things like that so um yeah i I'll go, I'll, I gotta go. Bangles. I got to go. Bengals. I want to pick the Ravens to be different than you, though. But uh, <laughs> maybe. We're- different on this next game.
1: <laughs> All right. We're both got the Bengals in this one. Hey, they're 12 and four. They're a touchdown favorite. So I think, uh, I think it's, it's not that difficult to pick them in this one. Monday night. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a Monday night playoff game, which is pretty cool. Uh, I like how it's uh, spread out. Wildcard weekend is always so entertaining. Uh, um, Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay gets home field, despite the fact the Cowboys were 12 and five, because uh, Tampa Bay's in that uh, NFC uh, South division, which just is not very good. Um, they they, they advance with a sub 500 record at eight and nine which is kind of crazy they host a playoff game uh what do you think what's your thought process going into this one
4: uh they're sub 500 but it's, it's as of now everybody's equal is is zero zero Tom Brady Monday night at home he's playing a dangerous team though right um but it, it's Tom Brady at home on Monday night I I just don't I like Tom Brady. You know what? Never get bet against Tom
1: Brady, especially in a big game uh in the evening on a Monday night like this in the playoffs, especially when it might be his last game, right? If uh, he knows he's if, if he's thinking about retirement and everyone believes he might be, uh he's gonna want to win to keep going. So we'll see. I'm I'm taking Tom Brady. I'm taking, I'm taking just because it's also fun to watch the Cowboys lose, right? Three more questions for you about this weekend. Give me uh and, and these you can go against your picks here. These don't matter in our in our little competition, but uh give me your upset special.
4: Upset special with a little bit of uh, put my heart a little bit in this one, taking my head out of it. The Seattle Seahawks going to San Francisco, and it's hard to beat a a team three times in one season. Guaranteed win. Who's your guaranteed winner? Somebody who doesn't have a chance to lose this weekend. I guarantee the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. Pretty safe bet.
1: And uh, must-see TV, which game are you, if you could only watch one game all weekend, which one are you going to sit down and watch?
4: You got to watch that Monday night game. You got to watch TB12, you know, and possibly his last playoff game if things don't go well versus. And I say allegedly because I don't agree, but America's team. I mean, the Cowboys always – Jerry Jones seems to always make them must-see TV for some reason. Thanks to
1: Aaron Grimes for his help breaking down the NFL playoffs this weekend. One week from today, we'll talk about uh, what happened and we'll set up the divisional round of the playoffs as well. Don't forget, you can head to 630 chedcom on the Elks page to catch complete interviews with Luchas Purifoy and G. Roy Simon. I'm Morley Scott. I'll talk to you in seven days on the Elks this week. C-H-E-D Edmonton. On and off the ice. Your official home of Oilers hockey.
3: 630 Chan. Edmonton's news. Today's talk.
1: A Chorus Entertainment radio station.